help out and and get some clothes down there for those folks. So, uh, <coughs> hmm. all right, everybody got John chapter sixteen. Y'all mighty quiet tonight. Y'all need to, anything happen? I need no pastor. Let's stand, if you will, in honor of reading God's word. <clears throat> John 16, starting at verse 7. It says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you'll see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Albeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. Father, we again thank you for your word. We, uh, we just come before you and ask, Lord, that you just anoint me and fill me with your spirit, God. Get rid of me and just use me as an instrument in your hand to glorify, glorify your name. We ask it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. <coughs> Continuing this, just to kind of give you a, a little review, which I just titled it our, our Advantage. I tell you what, I think our I think the Holy Spirit is our advantage. Do you don't y'all think? I mean, uh, that if for whatever. When you, when you have the Spirit of God dwelling within you, you are able to do anything. Whatever he calls on you to do, you can do it because it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. And, um, and Jesus said, you know, it's to your advantage that I leave and the Spirit come. You know, as much as we would think, wow, wouldn't it be great to have Jesus? He says, no, it's better. <laughs> it's better for you that the Spirit would come and that I go back to be with the Father. So, just a quick review as Jesus is talking to his disciples here in what is known as the Upper Room Discourse, just the night before Jesus would be crucified. Within just a few hours, he's talking to his disciples that he loves dearly. He's given them a lot of information. You can just feel it in the words and the way he talks, the prayer that he prayed in chapter 17, how his heart's just pouring out for the, his people and for us also. He prayed for us, and I always love that. But that's where he was, and, and he was letting them know that he's leaving. He's also letting them know that it's not going to be easy. That in this world, you're going to have some struggles. and this world don't like you, you're going to have opposition. You're going to have adversity. And just, just the way that you've seen things come against me, he says, the world's going to see you in the same light if you belong to me. And uh, so he was letting them know that. But he said to them that, you know, that he would go and it was expedient for them and that he went back to the Father, but that he would send, he would send the Spirit back. And he didn't just say, I'll send the Spirit back. He 
said, I'll send the Spirit back unto you. To you. The Spirit was coming to them. Anybody here uh, a Spirit-filled believer? Come on, man. We got more than that. Because the Spirit has been sent to you. Folks, is that a privilege that you didn't deserve? Huh? Because you didn't deserve that. What a privilege. The Holy Spirit of the living God has been sent back and it dwells within me. And I thought that just speaks to me that he, that he, he personalized that I'm sending the Spirit back. And I mentioned this last week. Not to just float around. No, I'm he, to you, and it came to them. You know, up in the, up, in the upper room, they called it the, when the 120 was there in the Acts. Each one of those believers, it came to them. They would need it. How many of y'all realize we need it? We dead in the water if we're operating out of our own abilities, apart from the Spirit of God. We're not. We're not. We don't accomplish anything apart from the Spirit of God. They needed it. We need it. And the Spirit would work through them, is what it says. And I, and I finished up at with, with verse 9 last week. But that the Spirit of God would, would be working, and he, the Spirit has a, a work, what His purpose is, what He's doing. And it tells you plainly that it's to convince, or some of you Bible say reprove, or convict, or convince, convince the world, this world that hates you. He says, this world's going to hate you. He just told them that in chapter 15. He says, but what, what this spirit will, it will do is the same thing that I've been doing. Folks, and that's basically, the, that, is, that is just think like that. The spirit of God dwells in you to empower you to be able to do what things like Jesus did. To bring, it, to bring this to people. To love people like he loved people. To be able to, to present things to them and let them know. He says to, to, let, for, to convince the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. I don't think, I don't think anything's changed. He, he, I don't think he's decided, well, maybe I need to do something different. Maybe, maybe I need to do something else. No, it's still the same, folks. I believe that's, I believe that's, that's the reason we're here. That's, if, you're, if you're a Christian, that's the reason you have the Spirit of God to work through you because there's a lost and dying world that needs to know they have a sin problem. And their righteousness ain't good enough to correct it. And they need righteousness real, real bad. And that uh, the way is made possible because the, the one that has, has them locked down has been judged. And they're free. And that's, what, that's, that's basically what we, we have for people. Folks, I, I just celebrate recovery. Great, great ministry. But what do we have for people? Just to let them know, there's a sin problem, and I have it too. But there's an answer. There's an answer. There's a cure. It's Jesus. They, and they, you know, they're blind. They don't know. They, don't, they may not fully. But you, what, you got to get that out there. They need to hear that. You know, the Bible says, you know, that they need to hear the, the, the preacher, the messenger. They need to hear the gospel. That's where we come in. That's where we come in. 
You got a sin problem? You got a, you got a problem if you're dependent on your righteousness to take care of it and that they need to know that there's a, there's a better way. And, uh, and so that's, that, that brings us up to where, where I want to jump in here tonight. And uh, so we'll go to verse 10 and work our way down. As we think about the Spirit, we're reproving of sin. You know, you've heard the, you've heard the old story. You, 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 you're not really ever going to get somebody saved until they're lost. You, you understand that? As long as he don't feel like he's got no problem, he's not lost. He doesn't need salvation. He, you know, he's whatever. Then, but see, he's got. That's that's what's so important about this sin deal. You, that's that's got to kick in somewhere up there, right at the first. To hey, man, I. I mean, and, and that's just the power of God, the power of God. And it, you know, my heart just it just I'm gripped when I think about that because it, we we must put it out there. But even though we we put it out there, we can't save people. It's the Spirit of God's got to open the eyes. It's got to touch the heart. That's what, we, and, and that's where prayer, praying, praying that that God you will move. And then when your opportunities present itself for you to to be able to just to plant seeds and, and put things in, out there about how God, good Jesus is, what he's done for you, that the sinner that I was. I mean, how many people have been touched in this place by a little old dried up man that was a drunk for 70 years would stand here and tell you what God had done in his life? That's the power of God. That's the spirit of God. That, that's it. That's all, that's all he was doing. I'm just telling you what God's done for me. I was terrible. That's what he would say. I, I, you know what he'd say often? I don't know why God saved me. As bad as, why would he save me? You know, it's so good when a person can come to that place that I am rotten. Ain't nobody want to talk like that or think like that, but that's the truth. You need to realize, I, apart from God, I, I'm rotten. I'm no good. I am a vile, depraved humanity, flesh, sinful flesh, that's dying and going to the dust, separated from God. That's who I am. At the best, that's all I am. That's all I am. People need to know that. I don't know. I don't know how many people like it. I, I don't even know if y'all like it here. If not, but I believe that's the honest truth. Eddie Griffiths needs to see himself just like that. And the more, the better that we can see it ourselves. All the sweeter it is to look at Jesus and who He is and what He's done for me. But it ain't hard when you see yourself for who you are and what's been done for you. It ain't hard to brag on Him, is it? It ain't hard to brag on Him. Uh, so knowing that sin problem, so so good. But it's the sin problem that has us separated from a holy God, a righteous God. You, we will not be in His presence. We will not be in His presence with anything, anything less than His righteousness. Okay. So sin problem first. Person really comes comes there to that place and they see themselves. One of the best things you can tell them is, is now let me tell you, let me tell you, let me take you a step further. Tell you what's been done for you. It's been done for us all. Well, my prayer is that anybody standing here tonight that don't know for sure about their salvation, get it right tonight. Get it right tonight. 
Okay, that's mine. So let's look at, I just got some scripture I want to look at. First thing, the first thing about righteousness is it's not our righteousness. Okay? Multitudes of people make that mistake. You know, there's a lot of good people in this world. Morally good people, upstanding citizens, give you the shirt off of their back. They're lost. They're lost. But they feel pretty good about themselves. That's self-righteousness. Isaiah, Isaiah 64, 6, we know it well. But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness is as filthy rags. The best. The best. My my very best one minute of my life that I ever had is filthy rags. My righteousness. And we are all we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. It's our iniquities that have separated us from God. So our righteousness ain't gonna get it done. That's Old Testament. We're not. Look at Matthew chapter 5, chapter 5, verse 20, where the Jesus is talking and to the folk in uh, his sermon there, talking on the Sermon on the Mount, but Matthew 5, 20, here's what Jesus said, For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. You ain't going, is what he said. You ain't going to be in heaven. Unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. Let's think about that just for a minute. You know, everybody there got their feelings hurt that day. Because you got the poor old common man there, and, and he's, he's, he's been raised, this is Jewish folk, he's been raised all his life about these Pharisees and the scribes and the people at the temple and the priests, all of these things, and they are just, and they know the law, and they just live, and they, 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 they are just something else when it comes to, they are good, good, righteous men. I mean, that, when, son, that is the picture of righteousness right there, when you see one of them. Okay? And then that poor common man, that thinks them, you know that those are good. They, they got a fellow that tells them, "Hey, you you want to you you, you want to be a part of the kingdom of heaven? Your righteousness got to be better than that." They say, "Well, we, we ain't even close to that. How did what in the world? <laughs> what will it take? Can you can you see that? He says you've got to exceed." Well, that common man, really, his, his bubble's busted when you think about that. Because let's face it, I think everybody that, as the Bible says, there's that, that um, eternity in the heart of man. There's more than just this. And people, that, there's, a, there's, a, there's a land somewhere beyond this death and all this kind of, and people want to be a part of that, and they're interested in that, and these folks work. But not only the, the common man there that really thought that the Pharisees were top when it comes to righteousness, 
did you know he, that he hurt the Pharisees' feelings too? Because you know what he told them? Yours ain't good enough. <laughs> God ain't seen that. So everybody there, everybody there, the Lord just laid it out. There ain't nobody here righteous enough. That's what he's saying. There's nobody here righteous enough. I know what y'all think. I know, what, I know how you're raised. I know what you're thinking. But the righteousness he said that I'm talking about got to be better than that. Thing. My right, your righteousness got to be a lot, lot better than that. A lot better than that. I think that people just need, you never, you never can hear that enough, especially a lost person needs to hear that. I don't care. Your, your righteousness is not, not good enough. And it says the Spirit of God has come to reveal that and let people know that. So it's not our righteousness. That won't work. It's a righteousness. Second thing I want to look at here on righteousness. <coughs> it's a righteousness in Christ by faith. That's where it is. It's, that's where the righteousness is. It's Christ himself. He knew that. He knew that all along. He knew that's what, I mean, it's written himself. He came in order to be able to do that and to provide the way that through him we would be able to be in the presence of the Holy God. Any, anything else won't work, folks. You, you, you're not, people say, well, you're narrow-minded, whatever. That's the gospel. That's, the, that's what people don't like. And that's what, that's what a lot of Christians don't like to tell people that don't like it because people get mad with them. But that's what Jesus said that would do, happen anyway. But the medicine that may taste bad is what might keep you from dying. Do you understand that? Have you ever, have you ever, how many of y'all have ever hold, held down a young and trying to get something down his juice that he ain't wanting to take? I mean, he don't want to take it, and his tonsils may be big as your fist, but he, he needs it. He needs it bad, and you're just trying to, you're trying to get it in him, but he don't, he don't want it. But it's what's, it's the cure. Well, they may not want to hear it, but it's, do you not take your children down because they don't, they don't like shots? You take them down there, don't you? Same thing. It's the same thing. And boy, they screaming and hollering, hey, man, oh, mama, please, don't, don't it just hurt you? Don't take me in there. Please don't, don't, don't. You don't, maybe you don't like it, but you ain't going to back off and say, well, I just ain't going to do it. Well, just let's look at it like that. People might not like it, but what you're giving them is the best thing you have to give them. That's their lifesaver. <clears throat> they need this. They need People just need to know this. <clears throat> the righteousness is in Christ. Let's look at Romans. This is good to me. Romans 10, 3 and 4. And this is where the Apostle Paul is talking to his own countrymen in 9, 10, and 11 in Romans. He's talking to his own countrymen, the Jews. Remember, he said, man, I, I, I just almost wish to be accursed myself if, if the food, my, my, my country just rejected Jesus Christ. In, in Romans 10, 3, it says, listen to it, for they being ignorant of whose righteousness? God's righteousness. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness. My goodness, if we can just help people not be ignorant that it takes God's righteousness don't be dumb. God's righteousness. 
ignorant of God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. How many here have submitted yourself to the righteousness of God? Without a doubt, you know that. You know that. How many here is planning on doing it one day? I love this here. They have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. I just underlined that there and said, you know, that that exceeds the pale. Amen? That's what we're talking about. That exceeds the That's what he's saying to them. This is what you've got to have. It's got to exceed man's righteousness. It's, and in verse 4, man, listen to this. For Christ is the end of of the law for righteousness. You hear what that? Christ is the end of the law for Christ is the end of you doing good stuff and thinking that that's going to help you in some way. It ain't. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. So, and thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. But to who? everyone that believes. Did you know it said that when the Spirit come, it would convince the world of sin because they don't believe me. They don't believe in me. That's our hope. That's the hope. It's Jesus Christ. People need to know. You, you need to, they need to believe in who he is and what he's done. And from their hearts, the heart, for with the heart, it says in Romans 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. I hope, I hope, I hope this somebody hears this somewhere, sometime. This lost them. This can open open their eyes. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. And then Second Corinthians five twenty one. For God. For God hath made him Jesus to be sin for us. He who knew no sin, so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, in Christ Jesus. Convincing of righteousness, of God's righteousness, that you can get no other way than through God himself, Jesus Christ, giving his life and paying a sin debt, that you in your heart need to believe exactly Believe it with all your heart that he, he was here. He did what he said. He accomplished what he said. That is my only hope. All right, is to first come to that realization that I am a rotten, lost sinner. My only hope is Jesus Christ because he's going to provide the righteousness of God. And that's the only way that I'll ever spend an eternity in the presence of God. So that's a about the righteousness there but then and I know a lot of this stuff basically people know or should know and I just pray that the Lord will just use it to to stir our hearts if nothing else it should make a born again child of God just thank you Jesus just get just stir you on the inside that 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 I know who I am and where I am and I know why those type of things and not only that 
I, want, I hope this, this message will help us to understand how much we need to let other people know, you know, this is it's just, it's just Jesus. It's just Jesus. Hopefully somewhere or somebody down the line will, will ask us about it, you know, or, and you can tell them this, this is it. This is it in a nutshell. Man, this world's in a sinful state. Terrible. Sin's a terrible thing. It costs, it costs God his life. It costs his only son. It's a terrible thing. But he paid the price. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. But then let's look at in, in verse 9 of 10. It says, for of righteousness, but it says, because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. Think about that. You know, that it says it would convince them of righteousness because I'm going to the Father. And that's what he told him. He's, he's told him this several times. Now, I'm leaving. I'm going to the Father. He said, because I go to the Father and you see me no more. And I've just wondered about, about that a little bit. But in my mind, I just wrote down here validation. Validation. That uh, it's like the Father has validated everything Jesus has said. Everything that he did, he did it perfectly, and he, and he has welcomed him right in to the presence of God, and he's sitting at the right hand of God the Father. He's not here anymore. I'm going back there. And that's, that, that's saying that, trust me, I did, it's, it's finished. It's finished on the cross. When he, died, he said, it is finished. The work is done. Jesus Christ has, has paid the price. He said, and, and I'm going back to the Father, He's receiving me because he raised me from the dead. That's validation right there. If I if I had been a, like the Pharisees said, if I had some, some kind of blasphemer, some kind of joker around here, I'd still be in the grave. I'm not. I was rose, I, he raised me up. I'm going back to him, and I'm going, I'm going to be in his presence. How many of y'all want to be in his presence? You're going to be there because Jesus is in his presence. I went back. I... I it, he, he said, it worked, and I'm showing you, this is me. It's me, the Father has accepted what I have done for you. He's accepted it, now you accept me. You just accept me. And, I, and he says, well, I'm, there, I'm right there with the Father. And look at, I want to read Romans 8, 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God and also maketh intercession for us. I'm glad he's there. I'm glad he's there. He said, it's, it's to your advantage that I go and that I'm there. And then, uh, boy, I love this one too. Hebrews 7, 25. Wherefore he, talking about Jesus, and here in saying he's talking about Jesus being the high priest, uh, uh, the perfect high priest. And it says, wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost. I'm saved to the uttermost. Yes, he's able to save to the uttermost that come unto God, how? By him. By him. It's also the word. There is no other way. There is no other way. Well, I think about when Jesus was praying in the garden, Father, if there's any other way. I thank you. I told him there ain't no other way. What a slap in the face of somebody 
because he lay his life down like Jesus did to think that you're going to get around that and get where some other says it come unto God by him seeing that he ever liveth to make intercession for them he's interceding for me hey, you know in my mind I'm thinking why why, why is he interceding what can he sing for because I because hey how many how many anybody did anybody sin today you know what you got a problem you know, he's, he's 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 constantly just interceding for us we're we're a pitiful mess sometime anyhow but I'm glad that I know that I'm in Christ and he's sitting at the right hand of God the Father inter interceding for me. Ever. Now that, that he ever intercedes for me, and I don't know if that means he's going to intercede for us all through eternity. I don't probably so. But he's there. He's in the presence of God interceding for us. It is his righteousness. And I, I just put out he's leaving, but he's accepted into the presence of the Holy Father and remains there to ever intercede for us. Righteousness, his righteousness gets validated. He's sitting at the right hand of God. He's in the presence of God. He's in the very place that I hope one day to be. And I know that I will because of him. And now the judgment. To commit of the judgment. And as I look at this, and this I, when you said, if you, as I look at it, I looked at this quite a bit, but you know, you got the sin, the righteousness, and that if if you don't pick these things up the right way, that there, there are ways, judgment. This world is going to be judged. All right, you, you, we, we know that, right? We know, well, we do know that even the believers, there's a, there's a, a judgment seat of Christ that where <coughs> believers are judged. But there's a great white judgment where unbelievers in this world is judged and where death and hell and Satan and the false fire, all of these things, are cast into a lake of fire. There's a judgment. There's a judgment for lost people. And it's true. <clears throat> That's true, and the world needs to, to understand and know that. But I believe what this is about right here is not so much about the judgment of the, the, of the world at the end because it says what, 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 what's judged here because the prince of this world is judged. He's already been judged, condemned, guilty. Prince of this world. He, and that, this, this is so good to me. What we, need, what we need to see, or I feel like it to me is good to see, is that the reason, the reason that if the Spirit of God opens eyes to the, their sinful nature and their need for righteousness and they see it in Jesus Christ, the reason is that they are free. They are free to receive it, except because Satan no longer has a hold. He's free. I, I just believe that. that they, they can, if they can see, they can choose. They can choose. It's their choice. Now, let me look. Let's look at this just a little bit here. The prince of this world is judged. He had to be. He had to be dealt with. Okay. I mean, he had. Bible tells us he has dominion over the world. That it belongs to him. That's his. That's what was. That's what Christ broke. Just the way I feel. That was handed to him by Adam and Eve. They yielded themselves and gave that their dominion to him. Okay. 
after Jesus took the bath. Took what? Like, boy, when you think about that there, going to the enemy's camp and taking back what belongs to me. Jesus, Jesus judged him. There, see, there was no other way. Sin had us bound. There was no other way. But what Jesus did was destroy what, what, what Satan had. So I believe it's been broken. That's the reason I can go tell people. Now, I ain't got to worry about the Satan cut. I just, I believe it's been broken. And there, therefore, the Spirit of God can come in and do whatever it wants to do. I believe that's the reason you can go and pray for people that are, are, are into demonic stuff. and that You can go in and pray for them, and you can, you can get rid of it because he is defeated. I believe that because the power of God, not you, the power of the Spirit of God, if you have it, can put Satan on the move, and I believe that with all my heart because he's been defeated. Jesus has been defeated. Now let me look a little, little bit at that. In Hebrews 2.14, this is good. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, Joel did this here a few sermons ago, talked about this really good. For, for, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, and that's us, we, we're flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. What? Part of what? The flesh and blood. So we were flesh and blood. Jesus came and took, took on the, the flesh and blood. Why? That through death. <laughs> he took on this flesh that through death, because that's the penalty of sin, through death, he might what? Destroy him. <laughs> Boy, do you like that? That's God's word. That he might what? Destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Folks, I don't think he's waiting to do that. I believe it's done. He has this, he's destroyed it. He has it. He doesn't have it. He's whipped. He does not have a right to your child. Wow. I tell you this, I, I believe this. And it's the spirit of the living God that, that dwells within, within, within us that we need to lean on and trust in and cry out to that the spirit of God will move because it has the power to, 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 to do anything and there's nothing. Satan has no way, he has no way to stop or block anything that the spirit of God wants to do. Y'all believe that? He cannot. I just He's defeated. Christ defeated it's good to know that, to understand that, that he defeated, that through death he destroyed him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Now let's, 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 let's go to Colossians 2. This is good, Colossians chapter 2. What, I'll tell you what, now what, we talk, what, what I'm doing a whole lot of talking about tonight is Jesus, right? Let's don't, let, let's don't ever change that. It's him. It's him. That's all we got, that's what we got. Not about Rafer Road Church and our programs and how good we're doing and how it's growing. None of it. It's about Jesus. It's Jesus. Colossians 2 9. For in him, that's Jesus, 
dwelled all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen? In Jesus. And ye, I'm going to put my name in there. And Eddie, you are complete in him. That'll make you jig a little bit. Amen? I'm complete. Hey, what can you add to me? You can't add nothing to me. I'm complete. I'm in him. It's about Jesus. So all I can do is just tell you, ain't he good? Ain't he good? Ain't he great? Ain't he wonderful? He's everything. He's everything that matters. Mm -mm. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all. He's, hey, he's the head of what? All principality and power. Do you know what he's talking about? He's talking about demonic darkness. We read that in other places about the principality and power. He says he's head of that. He's over that. It ain't a nip and tuck fight anymore. He's won. Satan's defeated. Says he's the head of all principality and power. In whom we're still talking about. In you hear that? In him. It's in whom it's Jesus. In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in the putting off of the body the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. How did I get rid of this sin? How did I get this? How did I get it off of me? How did I get it off of me? Through the circumcision of Christ. That circumcision in the Old Testament was a covenant. Hey, man, I'm under a new covenant. It's Christ. That's what has cleansed me of my sins. Not only that, it says, buried with him in baptism. Man, I'm buried, just like he was buried. I'm buried with him in baptism. I'm with him. It's him. He's the fullness of God. He's everything. It's in him. It said, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are raised with him. Boy, it's him, ain't it? It's him everywhere you look there. Where also you're risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, through what God has done through him. And, and presenting his only begotten son to do what nobody else could do. And you put faith in that. You got to believe in Jesus. You got to believe in him through the operation of God who has raised him from the dead. He died, but he destroyed the de- death. He defeated the, the devil. He raised him from the dead. <coughs> and you. <coughs> You, us, being dead in your sins. How, we go back to the importance of the very first one, to convince you of your sin. You're dead in your sins. Being dead in your sins and the, circum, and the circumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened, made alive together with him, having forgiven you all all trespasses. I'm forgetting all my trespasses. Folks, there's a good chance that I'll, I'll trespass tomorrow. My trespasses are all forgiven. By the power of Christ, oh, that is so good. <clears throat> Listen to this now, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that is against us. In other words, the, the law, the law says this, and it's true, the law's good. And this, this here's what here's what the book says. 
You're standing up there, and the, the judge reads it out. This is what, this is against you. This is against you. Who, who, man, who blotted it out? You didn't get rid of it. Christ blotted that out. It ain't against me. It ain't against me. Blotting out the, right, the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us, and which was contrary to us, that was what, that's killing us. And he took it out of the way, and he nailed it to his cross. Boy, there's a lot of stuff. We, there's a lot of things here. What do you call it? Adjectives, I believe. When you're talking about people, there's a lot of adjectives that say it's Jesus. It's Jesus. And ha- listen, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly. Somebody say amen. Triumphing over them in it. He made a show of them. He whipped the devil. Judgment has come to the prince of this world. It came when he knew. He said, hey, hey, it's time, and tomorrow this time I'm going to be dying on the cross. But I'm fixing to put a whipping on that Satan that has you bound, and I'm going to take back what he took. Mm Mm-mm-mm. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. I love it. It's like this. And I was thinking about this. It's like people being in a jail cell. Somebody being in a jail cell locked down. Can't get out. Somebody comes and takes the door off. And you're free to walk out. Stay there, but the door's been took, taken off. Everybody's free to walk out. Satan's hold has been broken. Unless you choose to stay there. So, folks, your choice is to knowing you. But it's, a, it's open. The way's there. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. That's the way. The door's been blowed off of that cell. Satan no longer has you bound up there. I, I just, I believe. And you have the, you, and that's the reason we, we give the gospel. People can choose. People can choose to accept it, reject it. And then the last thing, Sean, you can use that, Dave. Right, as I look at this, I hope, I hope that I have done justice to the name of Jesus. That if nothing else, what I, the scriptures that I've I've shared here tonight, it's just the importance of Jesus. It's what it's it's Him, and to know that and understand that, and be able to let other people know that. But it also is, uh, and I and when this last portion of the chapter here, the last three or four verses. It says, Jesus told him, said, I got a lot of other things I like to tell you. I can't tell you right now, but when the Spirit comes, it will let you know. It will lead you into all truth. And it said it won't speak for themselves, but what he sees, that he, whatever he hears, that's what he'll tell you. <coughs> and, I, and I love that. Uh, and he'll show you things to come. But I just wrote down here, uh, the Spirit guided them. When it came, 
Okay, like he said, it would, it would come. We know the story now. At that time, they didn't, but we know the story now. The day of Pentecost, the Spirit came. And, 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 and it, guided, it guided them. And, and, and I believe, listen, the, the proof, the validation is because we have this New Testament right here. Spirit led those guys. We got their word. We, we got what they said about it. And everything they talk about, those letters of Paul and Peter and James and all of it, Hebrews, I bet it's talking about Jesus, right? It's talking about what it's about. That's, that's it. They were guided by the Spirit of God to put down some words about Jesus because that's, that's, all, that's all that matters to anybody, to anybody. The Spirit guided the apostles. We have that New Testament, I believe, as proof. Also, the Spirit, I believe, to, still today, and believe the Spirit-filled believers, that Spirit guides them, guides them. Did you hear me praying tonight for Brother John? That the Spirit would what? Guide him? I know it can. And I want him to. I believe he will. Because he can guide. He guides today with the Spirit of God. Not only that, it also said then, this is a good one. Verse 14, he shall glorify me. Tell you what, I believe this all my heart, and I pray, and we I talk about. I would love to see a powerful move of the Spirit of God. If a powerful move of the Spirit of God rolls in, who do you think is going to be glorified? What's everybody going to be talking about? If it's of the, if it's of the Spirit, they're going to be talking about Jesus. Jesus is going to Jesus is going to really be the talk of the town whenever the spiritual revival rolls in. Amen. This is, that's what it's, it's, it's about. He, he will glorify me. He will glorify me. Spirit glorifies. It says that the apostle immediately upon re, uh, receiving the Spirit, they begin to glorify Jesus. On the day of Pentecost, I wrote that down. Immediately, first thing, they were baptized with the Spirit. All them people come up there. First thing, what, did, what Peter Coates said. Men of Israel, I want you to hear this. Jesus and I, boom, go look at him. First thing. Spirit, the Spirit glorifies Jesus. I want to continue to do the same thing. How about y'all? I want to continue to glorify Jesus. I want Rayford Road Church to be a church that glorifies Jesus. We ain't here hammering on people about do's and don'ts so much and all. All I can tell you is you need Jesus, he'll straighten you up. You don't need me. I'll help you, I'll love you, I'll pray for you, do whatever I can. But you really need Jesus if you don't have him. I just wrote down, spirit-filled believers should be doing the same thing today, lifting up the name of Jesus. And then it, and then it said this, and I love this last verse, and, I, and I'll close. I'm going to thank you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore I said that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. I just thought about that when you're talking about glorifying Jesus, the unlimited, the unlimited glory of God fullness of God in him glorify glorify his name as I close I, I, I do want to close with two scriptures about this and this is a good one in, in 1 Corinthians 1 and 30 but of him are ye in Christ Jesus who of God is made unto us wisdom righteousness sanctification and redemption if you got that, how you got it? You got it because of Jesus. That's the reason you got it. That according as it is written, what? He that glorious, what? Let him glory in the Lord.
God help me, don't ever glory in nothing. I don't ever want to glory in a great, I don't, I don't want to, I want to glory in Jesus. And then I, I, this one I just couldn't, I just, in my, uh, Revelation 117, when John the Revelator, when he, John the Apostle, when he saw Jesus in verse chapter 1, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet dead, and he laid his right hand on me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I'm he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I live evermore. Amen. And then he says what? I have the keys. Enough said. I have the keys. Satan don't have the keys. I have the keys. The door's open. Tell anybody, you free. You're free. All you got to do is just choose Jesus Christ. If you want to believe in him, you got to believe in him. Listen to what he's done. It's amazing. It's amazing. Glorify Jesus Christ. I believe it's probably one of the best signs within a person that they are a spirit-filled believer is all they can do is talk about Jesus. Y'all with me? Just stand if you will. Sunday.